You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Why am I dancing? Well, I picked Denny McCarthy to win this bad boy a few miles north of us up there in Connecticut for the Travelers. Datagoff gives him a 32.4% chance of winning. He's tied at the top leaderboard with Keegan Bradley right now at 1,500. That's why I'm dancing. We've got Harvey and Jim producing the show this afternoon. Gentlemen, gentlemen, good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. Uh, not as well as you as you're going to cash these uh, Denny McCarthy tickets. But doing Yeah, well. so, so I, I played him across. And this is typically, listen, I, I love handicapping golf. Love it, love it, love it. I love doing the deep dive. I, I, I love the research of it because there's so much out there that you can attain and, and try to make your, your, your picks and, and whatnot. Um, but it, it's, you never know. I, I mean, golf, again, it's an individual sport. It's, it's, it's kind of nuts. It's kind of crazy. You never know, you know, does somebody get food poisoning the night before? Um, you know, are they having some, uh, some family problems? I don't know. Is the baby stay, keeping them up at night? You, you just don't know. Uh, so pretty much what I do is I, I like to play a player across the board. So I played Denny to win top five, top 10, top 20, top 40. I, I want to say was, was too much juice. But I've got him across the board at top 20. So, yeah, I am playing with house money heading into this weekend. So uh, so there's that. That is why I am dancing. But I would imagine that uh, – and, and Spurs fans are dancing. I do want to get into some NBA talk and the fact that uh, Wimbenyama is now a Spur. Uh, I don't usually um, live my life as a negative Nelly, but – I don't like, and, and I'm curious, Harvey and Joe, I'm, I, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on this. And, and I, I do want to spend the first hour talking baseball. Just FYI, we have Brian Hoke, uh, who's going to be joining us as well to talk about the Yankees. Another loss last night to the Rangers. I know Yankee fans are very frustrated. We're going to open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Um, but I just want to, I just want to like kind of lay out the show for you today. Um, so don't, a few things. Number one, don't you feel like the the analysis and the expectations for Wimby are so immense and so positive? Like, like, like we have not heard a lot of, okay, well, this is why we think Wimby is going to be, you know, the next coming of God uh, in the NBA. But, like, we haven't heard, like, the opposite side, like why the Spurs or why a team – might have some concerns when it comes to him, especially since he's seven foot five. I mean, he's seven foot five. Well, yeah, that's the only thing is, and you, he's you, seven six in sneakers. You're going, you're going to assume that something is going to happen to his legs at some point in his career, whether it's immediately or further down the road. He is going to have some sort of leg, foot, shin injury that will limit him. But the NBA hasn't had a bona fide superstar like this since LeBron. So I think the – and no one was really saying LeBron was going to not live up to the hype when he was originally well, drafted. So LeBron – but, but, but here's it's similar but, in that way. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Have not had a player who has had this much hype coming into the NBA since LeBron. You're absolutely right. Um, this young man has been kissed by God. I wish him nothing but immense success. If you did watch, here's my question number two. 
Did you, and I'm not somebody who watches the NBA draft. Really, it's, it's night and day for me pertaining, comparing it to the NFL draft. But I did watch because I felt like we were watching. I just, I wanted to be a part of history. If in fact, Wimby turns out to be all that plus a bag of chips. And I like, I like to say uh, Lay's potato chips because my favorite potato chips. But, you know, I wanted to say, oh, I remember when I was watching when he was drafted by the Spurs. And so I, I was watching. I watched the interview with him and his siblings and they were emotional. And of course, you know me, I'm, I'm just, I'm a sucker and, um, you know, I'm, I'm an emotional you know, I, I, I fall, I cry at anything and for everything. And so, yeah, I, I mean, listen, the family seems awesome. He seems awesome. So excited for him. But the trend in the history of the, in the NBA are, is dudes that are above seven feet have injury issues. So I did some research. I did a deep dive. There's a great article on ESPN.com. I'm going to share that with you at some point in time in the show. Like I said, I want to spend the first hour talking uh, talking baseball. Um, also, Nick Friedel, I filled in for Dan Grasso last night. So Nick Friedel was, was kind enough to jump on board with me. Uh, and if you missed that interview, uh, we're going to replay it for you today at some point in time. And I asked Nick Friedel about Wimby and about the draft, as well as what we can expect uh, ahead with the Knicks and the Nets coming our way. Um, so there is that. We'll spend some time talking some NFL. Is uh, training camp is going to be here before we know it, and um, and so and, and never a dull moment talking about the NFL. That's for sure. Um, I, I do want to spend some time, even though it's not necessarily a sport topic, but I I, I do want to spend some time talking about this uh, uh, the submarine and, and, and their expedition trying to find the, uh, the Titanic and what happened. Oh, my gosh. Uh, how horrific. And I don't know about you, but uh, it has, th- that storyline has consumed many, 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 many hours of my life uh, this past week, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, whatever the case, at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, deep, doc, deep dark rabbit hole. So, uh, so I do want to have that conversation. We'll have a click or don't click for you as well. Um, as always, it's Saturday, so Joe Wiz is going to join us around 2 o'clock with his picks and his plays. Um, so that's our show, 800-919-3776. Let's start talking about the Yankees. Unfortunately, they lose again last night uh, to the Rangers, 4-2 in 10 innings. So no bueno, right? Um you know, I don't, here's the thing. I don't think there's a quick fix here because it doesn't look like this is a Yankees team who's getting Aaron judge back anytime soon. And I know I've shared these stats with you before I will circle back. So without judge now, this Yankees team is 10 and 16 with judge. He's 31 and 19. I know. Was it last Saturday? We had the conversation gentlemen, you know, is, is, is Aaron judge worth uh, this contract? Um, and you guys said, absolutely. Yes. We opened up the phone lines, the majority, I'd say 85 to 90% of the phone callers, uh, callers who called in the listeners who called in said, absolutely. Yes. What are you talking about? Anita, this is what I'm talking about. DJ Donaldson, Rizzo Stanton, not producing. So even though, and, and again, understand what, what my point was here is as phenomenal as judge is right. If he's not in the lineup, this team, for whatever reason, they've lost six of their last eight. They're 22nd in, in home runs in Major League Baseball. They're last in runs. They're last in batting rate, batting average. 
They're last in on-base percentage, and they're 27th in slugging percentage. Um, it, it, it's 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 really it's it's quite horrible, and um, and you could say, well, Anita, what about you know what about the money that they're paying Stanton? You know, he's five for fifty-two. His batting average right now. <laughs> This is so sad. Uh, in in June, is one nine two. In June. So uh, it's 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 a sad sad state of affairs. So one would say, well, my my point being is 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 Aaron Judge worth the contract? Absolutely, he is. He's one of the best in Major League Baseball. There's no denying that. And again, just looking at the record right now with, with the Yankees, uh, 10 and 16, 31 and 19, but you've got that much money allocated to, to, uh, to Aaron, to, uh, Aaron judge and the other monies that you have allocated to DJ and Donaldson and Rizzo and Stanton, these guys aren't, aren't performing. So I guess you could say, Anita, he's worth every penny Aaron judges. Uh, this is just a matter of, uh, the Yankees and Brian Cashman, uh, not making, not making the right decisions in, in regard to this this lineup, or is it is it the batting coach? Is it the batting coach? What what gives here? I'm curious. Open up the phone lines eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. It's it's just at the end of the day, this is unacceptable in regard to the Yankees and and their payroll and you know how these guys are underperforming. But I don't see a quick fix here. I know the trade deadline is coming up. And by the way, we have Brian Hoke, who covers the Yankees for MLB.com. He's going to be joining us in about 15 minutes. And, um, but, you know, there's only, there's only so much wheeling and dealing that Brian Cashman can do at the trade deadline. And even if Judge does return, um, you know, you, you still have, granted, bullpen has stepped up, not necessarily last night with King giving up a gar, giving up that, that two-run home run to Garcia that, of course, uh, you know, ended the game with, with the Rangers. But, and Severino is going later on today. He's been struggling in June. Uh, his ERA is close to 10 this month, which has not been great. Um, I, I, I just... I just don't see a quick fix here. And I think that there's, I know Steinbrenner was on the Michael K show earlier this week. I played some clips yesterday. Gentlemen, if you could pull those up, I'd like to play those this hour as well. Uh, and I know Steinbrenner came out and said, I don't understand why Yankee fans are in such a, 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 a you know, what was the word he used? I don't know why they're so upset. I don't know why I'm trying the the words I would use. Pan, I'd say panties in a bunch. You know why are Yankee why are Yankee fans so uh, up in arms, so upset? It's still early on in the season, and um and and this is a Yankees team, and I just want to call up the standings here really quick. So the Yankees now because they lost last night and the Rays did win last night. Now they're ten and a half games back to the Rays. But realistically, can you anticipate this this Yankees team? Winning this division this season? I don't. I think best case scenario is this Yankees team starts getting healthier, starts, you know, you get you get judged back, you get, you know, the, the guys that you anticipated to start the season in, in that rotation, who, of course, we know have been dealing with some injuries as well. 
uh, your rotation gets better. Aaron Judge comes back. Your lineup gets better. And you, you try to win as many games as you can to try to get into the postseason and see what this team can do at the trade deadline. I mean, that's that's as optimistic as, as I can be right now. What say you? 800-919-3776. I know uh, Yankee fans uh, calling in right now. We'll get to your calls next. And like I said, Brian Hoke is going to be joining us in about 15 minutes. Anita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon. I wish I was starting off with something more positive. I would have started off with the Mets, but they lost to the Phillies last night as well, 5-1. to one. Max Scherzer on the bump for them today. Can he turn it around? The Mets have lost three straight. I hope so. I just feel like a negative Nelly. Um, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a negative Nelly about Wimby as well uh, today. So I don't know. Maybe this is just the day for me to be a, a negative Nelly. We'll see. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I talk to Jason Zillow a lot, and I talk to different people. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen to radio shows. I don't read the papers much, but I want to know what the, what the vibe is out there, and I understand they're upset. I'm a little confused this year, being third week in June, why they're so upset, but they're upset, and that's going to get my attention, of course, and, you know, everybody just needs to know that we're working hard on all fronts to get this back on the rails and start playing the way we were for, you know, a couple weeks there in May, but health has got to be a part of it. We've we got to get Aaron back. You know, Rodon had a rehab outing. He felt great afterwards. 42 pitches, I believe. We got to get him into the mix. We got to get healthier. We got to get guys off the IL and put sending guys to the IL. That's one factor that needs to happen. Steinbrenner on with the Michael K show earlier this week. 800-919-3776. Doesn't understand why Yankee fans are so up in arms. Uh, we haven't even hit the all-star break yet. We don't know what they're going to do with the trade deadline. 800-919-3776. Let's go to your call. Simon in New Haven. Welcome in. Anita, how are you? I'm great. Uh, I wanted to answer that question that, uh, about why, you know, why Steinberg doesn't get it. It's because you know, he, he has to understand we're very passionate Yankee fans, all right? We, we're not paying for this team to play hurt, you know? We're paying for them to win games. That's why we go to the stadium, and that's why we watch it on TV. But what he doesn't understand is... Uh, we we want to we want to win every year. That's what George Steinbrenner wanted. You know, we want to win every single year. But he doesn't get that. He's taking his father's legacy and throwing it down the tubes. He doesn't put himself in our shoes, neither. He puts himself in his shoes. So the reason we're upset is he can't figure it out is because we want this team to win. It's like watching the Mets. All these players getting hurt, this and that, choke, choke, choke. That's the real reason. If he, if if Hal Steinbrenner can understand this, neither then he shouldn't uh, then sell the team. 
I know your your first initial call was was you want this team to fire Boone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wh- why is that? What, what's your what's your grief with him? And, and 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 whenever anyone calls in and says fire somebody, I guess my second question to you is, okay, who would you hire in place of? Well, the trouble with Boone is he finds ways, you know, to, to lose games. Like like yesterday with IKF. I mean, he was safe, and he didn't even challenge it. But he was safe, and, and, and IKF walks off. I mean, come on. He, he, and well, the, IKF and, said and the, IKF said that he heard somebody say out. IK, IKF blamed it on himself. He said he thought he heard somebody say out. And, and, and you, know, you know who I would get to manage? I could see uh, possibly maybe uh, two people. I could see either Ozzie Gian or Joe Madden. I mean, we we got to do something. I need, and the hitting coach thing, you know, you know what we need? We need ping pong paddles. They're, all, they're so fond of grounding out and popping up. You know what question I would ask that guy that you're going to speak to at 1230? I would ask him, what is the obsession with the Yankees grounding out and popping up all the time? I mean, why do they do it? I mean, when batting practice comes, they hit the ball out of the park like crazy. Then when the game starts, it's like they flip the off switch, Anita. It's definitely frustrating. There's no denying it. I hear it in your voice. And here's another thing when people call in and they're like, Boone's got to go. You know, and I've said this time and time again, maybe this is the first time you're hearing me say it. And that is in talking to people who are close with this organization and cover the Yankees, uh, they are at the top of Major League Baseball when it comes to uh, listening to their analytics department. So, you know, when, when you call and you say, well, Boone's making the wrong decisions, it's, it's not, it's Boone, Boone is the face of, uh, Boone is the queen or king of England. All, all the decisions are making, are made in parliament. Um, so, so keep that in mind. It, more so with the Yankees, um, than, than a lot of teams in Major League Baseball. Let's go to Rob. Rob, welcome in. Hey, um, thanks for taking my call. I just, on the last caller's point, the sort of lionization of George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner was the owner for a great, you know, two great periods of the Yankees, but he was also the owner during the Mattingly years when the Yankees didn't win a thing, and I'm old enough to remember that. So, um, you know, I, 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 I want to take... You know, the idea that we were always winning every single championship until now is, is frankly ridiculous. Uh, in terms of, you know, yeah, the Yankees are scuffling right now, but the criticism of the Yankees for years has been, well, they're built for the regular season, and then they, then they lay an egg in the postseason. The fact is that the postseason in baseball is incredibly unpredictable. It's the right I'm sorry. We, we unfortunately we we lost you uh, with your connection. Uh, if you can, please try to call back in. Let's go to Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome in. Hi. Good morning, Anita. Uh, I have a point and have a small little gambling question for you. My point sure. is that uh, I think if the Yankees are going to go through a, a bad time, a slump right now, let's go through it right now. It's before the All Star game. Uh, for, we're still in June, and uh, I think Judge will come back. I mean, he'll come back, I'll say, no later than August for sure. Come trade deadline, let's say we get a couple pieces. I'm a big Lakers fan, and I'm a big Yankees fan. What the Yankees are going through right now reminds me so much of the Lakers right now. Why? Because the Lakers were going through rough times, bad times, boom. Come trade deadline, they made a few changes, everything got back together, and look how far the Lakers made it, which they weren't even supposed to got that far. The, The Yankees. They're a championship contending team all healthy. John Small said it on the K-Show earlier this week that that's one team that he has his eye on come, like, late, 
come September, hopefully by the time they're healthy, watch out. And especially with them getting players through the trade deadline. So me as a Yankee fan, I'm not that as I'm, I'm not stressing it over this. I think we'll be good. Positive vibes. We'll, we'll be good. And a quick thing, Anita, what do you think about this London game? You think it'll go over 13 and a half or not? <laughs> Thank you so much. You have a good day. Who, wait, Thank who? You. Who are you asking me? The, the Cubs. The Cubs and the Cardinals. The London game. The oh, the London the London game. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hold like on. In a child park or a high school park? What's going on here? Yeah, I, I know Major League Baseball are trying to uh, trying to take a, a page out of the NFL and, and playing some games in London. You've got the Cubs and the Cardinals going at it later on today. The over-under is 13 and a half. Pretty interesting. I would play the over just for poops and giggles, just to have fun. We'll see what happens. By the way, it was announced next year. It's the Mets in Phillies, June 8th and 9th. So uh, Mets fans, if you want to plan your trip to London uh, for next year, uh, those would be the dates that uh, that you should circle. Let's go to uh, let, let's go to Will in Jersey City. Will, welcome in. Hey, Anita, thank you for taking my call. Big fan. You do a great job. Um, thank you. The last two years, I've been, I've been calling the radio, right, whether it's your show, the Michael K. show, um, and the other shows that you guys have on the radio. And my, my, my thing has been this, right? Um, guys want to say five boom, like the last caller that call. Um, and, and to me, the, the issue is not boom. The issue is it comes from the top. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go on the record and say it again. The issue is House Steinbrenner. He's treating this as a business, which is a business. When you have 41,000 fans on a Wednesday afternoon um, against the Seattle Mariners and, and money still coming in, he doesn't see it as, as, as something that is present because the issue will be once you don't have fans coming in or buying your, your, your things and supporting the team, now, now he's going to take a different route. But I don't want to go towards that route. What I want to say is in the last two or three years, there's been some big fish that we haven't landed. We haven't landed a guy since, since, since um, Garrett Cole. Right? We landed Aaron Judge this year, but – Listen, we're, we have pretty good prospects when it came to Bopi, when it came to the kid Sweeney, the kid Dominguez, the catcher we have down there. We have some pretty good guys. And we're hoarding prospects similar to how we did Andujar, similar to how we did Sanchez, similar to how we did certain guys that their value has diminished. There's no way you're telling me that you're going to rush Bopi, right? And I like Bopi. I like everything that's going on with Bopi. You're rushing Bopi, right, a 2021-year-old 20, kid. When you could have said to him, we're bringing you up as a second baseman. We're not going to – we don't care what you hate. We don't care what, whatever. And put a Seager at shortstop. Put a Trey Turner at shortstop. Trey for, for, for Soto because you have the pieces. Prospects are just what they are prospects right and in new york we're a little impatient right when it comes to winning when it comes to a lot of things but i think it comes from how i don't even think it's cashman's fault because at the end of the day um um steinbrander how has to put the has to put the stamp on certain things and the way we did things when we went and got giambi when we went and got um certain guys when we went and, and made a trade for for brochures when we went and got cecil fielder we're not making those moves no more and 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 you, you you go over and over the way these teams are constructed when it came to joey gallo now Donald, donaldson yeah they were good players where they were new york is a different breed we haven't gotten that big big guy yeah we got cole but who's number two who's your three four batter like it's not a good team this is not a championship club thank you for taking my call anita 
Yeah, well, it's a solid call. It's something uh, that conversation I've had a good friend and uh, and has been on the show quite frequently, and that is David Sampson, uh, former president of the Marlins. I have him on quite frequently, and him and I have had the conversation. You know, in in the past few years, where the Yankees were just like it, just felt like they checked all the boxes. They were so close, really heading towards the postseason, having everything um, in check, but yet. Oh, certain guys in, in the farm system that are untouchable. And David feels like, you know, it's, it's very few and far between does everything, do all the stars align so properly for you to have an opportunity to win a World Series? Uh, and I know that comes surprising for a lot of Yankee fans because each and every year this is a Yankees team that they suit up in pinstripes with their only goal to win a World Series. But when, when, when the stars are aligned so properly, nobody in your farm system should be untouchable. And that is, that's David's philosophy. And it obviously has not been the philosophy with Cashman and the Yankees. We come back. Brian Hoke, who covers the Yankees for MLB, is going to join us next. Rob, I see you. We'll get your call as well. Anita Marks with you this afternoon, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Talking all things Yankees here on 98.7 ESPN. Brian Hope joins us now. He covers the Yankees for MLB. Also has a great book out right now. 62, um, Aaron Judge, the New York Yankees, and the Pursuit of Greatness. Uh, And we will, of course, share with you exactly all the ways uh, that you can go get that bad boy. Uh, First things first, Brian, were you watching, uh, and, and I don't know if it was a replay or what, but Aaron on with Jimmy Kimmel the other night, was that a replay or was that recent? Oh, I, I, I think that was probably a repeat. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Judge right now is uh, focused on his uh, recovery. I, I would be surprised if he was off doing any talk show appearances uh, during this period here where the Yankees just obviously need him so desperately and they're, they're waiting for somebody else to step up and lead. And it's kind of you look around that clubhouse and it's like, all right, who, who's it going to be in this room who – uh, can take the Yankees to the next level as they wait for Judge to get back. And uh, so waiting for somebody to raise their hand and say it's going to be them. But in the meantime, uh, yeah, Judge focusing on his recovery and maybe playing catch and uh, hitting at the end of this week. And then uh, hopefully, knock on wood, he gets back sometime around the All-Star break. That would be, uh, I think uh, the Yankees would be thrilled if uh, you could guarantee them Judge will be back right after the break. Well, uh, without Judge, they are 10-16. and 16. With him, they are 31-19. They've lost six of their last eight. It's really unbelievable. And I was also reading a stat that this Yankees team uh, runs per game two more they average with Aaron Judge in the lineup. Just marinating that for a minute, Brian, right? Like to have, for, for one individual, for one human being, for one athlete to have that much impact on a team is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, but it shouldn't be that way with this team. I mean, this is not basketball where if you lose uh, LeBron James, then you got no shot of competing. I mean, they've got a star-studded lineup here, at least in terms of names and salaries, and uh, guys like John Carlos Stanton and uh, DJ LeMayu and Anthony Rizzo and uh, Josh Donaldson even. I, I think that somebody in this group has to step up here because it shouldn't be that way where – if one guy goes down, you just kind of throw up your shoulders and you throw up your hands and shrug and say, oh, well, um, it, 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 there's nine guys in this lineup. So 
Judge, obviously, it's going to hurt having the, uh, the reigning AL MVP out, and I think that this underscores how important it was that the Yankees bring him back and why he won the MVP last year after that fantastic year where he hit 62 home runs. But um, it's a team for a reason. This is not a one-man sport. And so um, they, they really do need to, and I'm looking specifically at Stanton, uh, who's uh, really going through it right now. His timing is completely off since he came back from the IL. Uh, he's over his last 20, he's 5 for 58 since coming back. That's, that's just not going to cut it. And he gets it. Um, he, he's deservedly hearing some booze here at home. And, um, you know, Aaron Boone expresses confidence that, you know, he can, Stanton can get hot and carry a team at any time. And that's true. We've seen it, especially in the postseason. He has stepped up. But uh, they really need him right now because uh, with the return date for Judge still uncertain, uh, you can't go on scoring two or three runs a night and expect to win every single time out. The, the pitching does what they can, but they've been taxed by this stretch, no doubt about it. Okay, so quite a few questions here. First and foremost, um, you know, how significant is this toe injury? And realistically, when can Yankee fans expect Aaron Judge back in this lineup? Yeah, it's significant. You know, and it's funny. Uh, when it happened in Los Angeles, the next day Aaron Boone told us it was kind of like when you wake up in the middle of the night and stub your toe on the coffee table. And that has clearly not been the case. Uh, this is a, a significant sprain. It's kind of like a, a turf toe injury where the toe completely bends backwards. And uh, so there, this is worse than they let us on to believe. I mean, just the fact that he's had two PRP injections in it. Uh, they've ruled out a third. Uh, as of right now, but uh, he, he does seem to have some improvement on it. He's able to do more balancing stuff. He got in the pool. Uh, has been, as I mentioned, he, uh, by the end of this weekend, he could be playing catch and hitting again, but that's a long way from playing right field and uh, batting in a major league lineup. So I, I think that you look at the calendar here, what is it, June 24? Uh, yeah, I think conservatively uh, the best-case guess that I can give you, and the Yankees aren't giving us any timetable, but – I'll give you a best-case timetable. The, uh, the All-Star game is July 11. Uh, if he can come back that first series after the break, the Yankees play it uh, in Denver against the Rockies, I, I think the Yankees would be thrilled if they could pencil him in back for that. But until he actually gets on the field, starts running again on this toe, it, it's really hard to kind of give you any kind of forecast here. Uh, he's got to prove that he can handle that and get back out there. But we see, I mean, Anita, you know from football – Turf toe can really be devastating, and um, we don't see it much in baseball because that was kind of a freak injury where you run full speed into a concrete wall, but um, it obviously has taken him down, and uh, it's, it's significant. The, just the way I saw him limping around the clubhouse the, the, the week after that happened, it's been better now, but it's still clearly not enough where he can get in the batter's box and run home to first or chase a fly ball in the outfield. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll go one step further. Just my own personal injuries. Um, I I shattered my sesamoid toes, uh, my sesamoid bones in my my right oh my big gosh. toe. So so folks who don't know what that is, so in your right toe you have these two floating bones, and your tendon runs in between those floating bones. And so what turf toe is is uh, when the tendon uh, gets inflamed, it it enlarges and then it starts hitting those those bones. My bones, unfortunately, I shattered playing football. So, um, so I, I have to wear if, so I, so it's, 
don't feel sorry for me, Brian, but like I can never wear stilettos ever again in my, in my entire <laughs> life. So, so whenever, so whenever I want, I need to wear anything, if I'm dressing up, it has to be in platform, some type of platform shoe. I can't wear stilettos cause I just, I, I don't have the support because I don't have those sesamoid bones anymore, but enough about me. Um, when, whenever something is, uh, is not working properly, we as human beings want to point the finger and we want, we need, we need an explanation. We want to know why, why is Stanton, uh, struggling five for 52 with a 0.096 ERA. Um, um, I'm sorry, B, uh, batting average, BA batting average. Uh, DJ is struggling. Donaldson is struggling. Is it the pitching? Like what's What's, what's going wrong here, Brian? What's wrong? What's not working? <sighs> Well, I mean, how long? How long do you have to talk? Because uh, we could probably uh, fill the rest of this hour going over that. But I, I'll, I'll boil it down really quickly. Uh, with Stanton, his timing is completely messed up right now. Um, it, it's a thing where he can get totally streaky and carry a team at times. Uh, we've seen it, especially in the postseason, where he gets red hot. And uh, but right when it looks bad, it looks really bad. And uh, so coming back off the injured list. He's trying to find his timing. He didn't really play in any uh, minor league rehab games, if you remember. He played in one game, I think. I don't even think he got a hit in that game, and they just hurried back. He's really trying to find it, uh, thrown in the deep end of the pool here against major league pitching, um, and, and he, he has to do it. There's no excuses. You know, He's, he's not going to go down to the minors, so uh, he's got to find a way here. LeMayhew is uh, – it's it seems like he's compensating for something. I know that he has denied – that there's a physical issue, but we saw it all in the second half of last year with his foot injury where he was just not the same hitter, and he he seems like that guy again. Um, And and I think that when we've seen DJ at his best, and I'm thinking 2020, 2021, I mean, he's spraying line drives all over the field. Uh, One of the most consistent guys for average on this team, and it's just not there right now. And uh, when we were at uh, Fenway Park, Last weekend, uh, you know, Dylan Lawson, the hitting coach, came out between games of the doubleheader and was kind of trying to break it down for us in layman's terms about talking about DJ's load and how he needs to kind of adjust the way he's balancing on his right foot now and how he's been trying. He needs to drive more past the pitcher's mound and he's been kind of drifting off towards shortstop. And that's all well and good, but uh, at some point it's got to translate into results. And I know that uh, DJ's been killing himself here he says it's extremely frustrating he it, they did give him two days out of the lineup to just kind of work on mechanical issues but he said yesterday that he's really never been a mechanical kind of you know focus on his swing kind of guy he just is a natural hitter where he goes up there and hits and it's like that superpower has been taken away from him now so he's kind of having to learn here at 34 going on 35 uh what this next phase of his career is going to look like because it has come very easily relatively to him he's been such a gifted hitter and all of a sudden that doesn't seem to be the case anymore uh it it is a lot uh to unpack and and try to figure out and uh as we get closer and closer of course to the trade deadline uh there's a lot of question marks out here in regard to you know what what cashman and, and what the yankees are going to do how active i think we can anticipate them to be active right how active do you do you think they'll be and, and is there some names out there with some players Cody Bellinger, Will Myers, uh, Conforto maybe coming back to New York playing for a different team Peterson I, like 
is are, are there some players out there that that Yankee fans should keep an eye on? Their names should uh, they should they should um, you know uh, pay attention to as we get closer to the trade deadline. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If I if I get to choose, uh, I, I would say any of the above because I like trade rumors and uh, that gives us something exciting to write about, no doubt. But I, I hate to pull out this trick here. I feel like we've done it the last couple of years, but I don't think that any acquisition they would make ahead of the trade deadline, they're not going to go trade for Shohei Otani, for example. Uh, any any acquisition they can make is not as significant as getting a healthy Aaron Judge back. Uh, plugging the AL MVP back in there and adding Carlos Rodon back to this rotation. I, I can't believe it's going to be July soon, and we're going to look up and Rodon has not thrown a single pitch for this team. But the the good point of it is is that uh, he his minor league rehab start went all right. Uh, he's going to make probably two more, and uh, we're targeting that uh, that series. We're coming out of the break probably, or maybe even before it. Best case scenario, maybe he can get one start before the break and get into the rotation, build up around 70, 75 pitches. And I think that when you look at that on paper, this rotation, and if you can really have a healthy Carlos Rodon the rest of the way, pair him with Garrett Cole. Clark Schmidt's actually been pretty good lately. Uh, Got to figure out what's going on with Luis Severino and Domingo Harmon. But, and then eventually you get Nestor Cortez back. Rodon and Judge are the biggest acquisitions this Yankee team can make. In the next month or so, I, I think that, you know, Brian Cashman said in the dugout earlier this week, he said, we're not going to trade for anyone to replace Aaron Judge. We can't. And so I, I think at this point, the Yankees are kind of sitting back, and they, they, it is what it is. The, they, they wait for these guys. The, the light is on. They, they hope against hope that these guys can come back and contribute. But in the meantime, you know, I keep banging this drum here. The guys they have in this lineup right now have to get it done because there's no help on the way. Uh, last question for you before we let you go. And, and again, we want to hear more ab- about your uh, your Aaron Judge book, that's for sure. But this Yankees team, because they lost again last night uh, to the Rangers, um, they are now 10 and a half games back to the Rays. Uh, Rays don't seem to be slow, that's for sure. Orioles, probably one of the one of the biggest surprises this year in Major League Baseball. Um, we're all waiting for some regression there, and we have not seen it. So with that being said, uh, Hal Steinbrenner was on with Michael Kay earlier this week, and he's like, I don't understand why Yankee fans have their, you know, they're, they're all up in arms. They're all upset. Still early on the season. We started off strong. Once everybody comes back and gets healthy, we're going to be fine. Uh, what, 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 right now, you've got your finger on the pulse of this team better than anyone, Brian. Like, you know, are you, are you, how confident are you this Yankees team, A, is going to get healthy and can make it into the postseason as a wild card? Can they get into the postseason? Yes. Uh, will they get healthier than they are right now? I would certainly hope so. If, if uh, they don't get judged back, I mean, turn off the lights and the season's over. But I, I think that, um, <laughs> yeah, I listened to that interview, obviously, as did everyone else. And I, I, I can't, I'll tell you why the fans are frustrated. It's not just the fact that you look at the calendar in June. It's that uh, this is shaping up as the same story as we've seen way too many times. 2009 was 14 years ago. Right. If my math is right, um, it's too long for the Yankees to have a drought and, and not to have won a World Series, not to have played in a World Series. And I think that fans are frustrated that they have not gotten any closer than they were in 2017 when they were one game away from winning from going to the World Series that the Houston Astros upended them. And all right, you want to say uh, whatever happened in 17 with the Astros? Fine. You want to say that's tainted? OK, but 
What about 2018? What about 2019? What about 2020, 21, 22, 23? Uh, there, there seems to be a regression here. And the frustration in the fan base, at least the, the vocal contingent, the ones that uh, tweet at me every single night, it's that if you want to say the Yankees' mission is still championship or bust, then how come Brian Cashman got a contract extension when the team seems to be going away from where they were at that final game in 2017? How come Aaron Boone gets a contract extension? Are they, satis- are they really satisfied with uh, just making the playoffs and not getting to the World Series? Or are there consequences for not winning a World Series as there would have been? And I hate using this example, but back in the day, you know, when George was in charge, uh, there were always consequences for not winning the World Series. And so I think that's where the frustration comes in, that the fans are told that the mission is championship or bust, but when it goes bust, um, you know, Cashman, Boone, it, it's okay, and, and run it back for another year. I think that's where the frustration comes from. Uh, Brian, great stuff as always. If you can, let the folks know all about your book and, and where they can purchase it, my friend. Sure, you got it. Yeah, it's uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, well, it's, uh, the title of the book is 6-2, and two, and it focuses on Judge, the Yankees, uh, everything going on in the universe, a lot of what we just talked about, Anita, in terms of uh, what goes on around this team on a day-to-day basis and uh, their mission statement. And, of course, uh, you know, it, Judge had such a fantastic year last year, and uh, it, it kind of gave us a lot of discussion and branching off points to kind of get into what goes on, not just in Judge's life and his career, but also around this entire organization with Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone and uh, going into – uh, a lot of the Yankee history and where Judge fits in this pantheon of this organization where there's been three great right fielders in Babe Ruth, Roger Maris, and uh, Aaron Judge, all of whom played the same position for the same team in different eras and held this uh, vaunted home run record. And so there's a lot in there for everybody who, uh, if you're an Aaron Judge fan, if you're a Yankees fan, if you love Roger Maris, if you love stories about baseball history, you want to know what it was like 61 years ago, uh, covering Major League Baseball. Uh, there's something in there for everybody. I talked to two of the members of the 1961 Yankees for this book, and Bobby Richardson and Tony Kubek. So I, I think it paints a complete picture of uh, just what Judge was going through last year, what it was like in that media world around him, where um, he was doing it in the Twitter era, as opposed to Maris, who did it in the newspaper era. Um, I, I think there's a lot of cool things in there for, for fans of every age. Fantastic. Brian, thanks again. Really do appreciate your time. You got it. Anita, anytime. You got it. Brian Hook joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. A lot to unpack. Rob, I see you. Uh, You will be first up when we get back right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Well, it's frustrating. Some of the injuries sliding into a base, crashing into a wall, not much we can do about. But just the oblique and the hamstrings and the quads that drive me crazy. We did change a lot three or four years ago, as you know, by bringing in Eric and new strength and conditioning people and, and techniques that we do in the weight room. But I'm going to meet with Eric this weekend when I'm in New York. He just made up a report that I just got and I've read a couple times and we're going to continue to try to get better and better. I mean, I do know that this year we're above average with injuries. I think we all know that. But if you look at the last two years, believe it or not, we're pretty close to the major league average. Now, I want to be below average, obviously. So the question is, what areas can we improve in? And, and we're always striving to do that. We're never going to, I'm never going to quit asking that question. Believe me. Hal Steinbrenner talking to Michael K, the Michael K show that you can listen to every afternoon right here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to Rob uh, back from uh, calling in from his car. Rob, good afternoon. Yeah. 
Good afternoon. I'm I'm out of radio range now, so if you could put me back on hold <laughs> when you respond, I'd love to hear your response. Um, okay. I don't know if you heard anything I said earlier, but you know, there's sort of there's this George Steinbrenner hero worship that I understand because in the '90s the Yankees did really well, but during his biggest heads will roll period, the Yankees were like really mediocre. Like the Yankees of the '80s, and I'm old enough to remember that had a great player and were not a great team. Um, and I think it was when he took a step back and let the baseball people run the team and, and, and was a little bit more patient that the Yankees actually became the Yankees that we remember. But that streak of, you know, of all those World Series they won in the, in the 90s, nobody's repeated that since then because it's unrepeatable. You know, if, you, if you're looking at the baseball playoffs any year, you're going to bet the field over any one team because it is so hard to get through all those rounds to get to the World Series. And the Yankees have done a great job of getting to that point and giving, them a ch- giving themselves a chance. And, yes, they're scuffling right now. And, yes, players that need to be performing better are underperforming. But I care far more about how those players are going to perform in September and in October than how they're scuffling in June. Um, so I, I'm, I'm urging patience. I'm urging calm. We may not get the division lead, but I think, you know, we're in, still in a very good position to get a wild card. And once we get to the dance, who knows what's going to happen. And one of these years, you know, we'll get lucky. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, th- there's, there's a few things I think here to unpack, right? It's, the Yankees are struggling right now, but understanding what Hal was telling and, and communicating to, to Michael Kay. And, you know, of course that is, Hey, listen, it's early. We're still, we still haven't even hit the trade deadline. Um, and, and the, 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 the players that we intended to be here that make a difference are, are not even active and attractive right now. So let's see how this plays out. There's still a lot more baseball to be played, but at the same time, you know, there's some hefty expectations here in New York when it comes to the Yankees, unlike any other team in Major League Baseball, especially with the amount of money that they spend on this roster and the salaries, along with the amount of money people pay to go out to the Bronx and watch this team play. So with all that, um, you know, coming together, it's it's uber frustrating than it would be for, let's say, you know, a Nationals fan or... Um, a Guardians fan. So it's just it's 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 just a different animal. There's no denying that. 800-919-3776. We come back we'll kick off hour number 2 right here on 98.7 ESPN. You could put me back on hold. <laughs> 